What's up, bro? So this might be one of the most important videos that I've made. And it's based on having realistic expectations on your self-improvement journey. I've got music playing, so let's hope that we don't get copyrighted. Because <laughs> I think I've, I've never made a video like this and I've personally never seen one so spe like specific of your journey, of the steps that you'll encounter. I think this video is gonna be incredibly important especially if you're in one of the beginner stages of self-improvement, which you gotta go through like a lot of like mental turmoil as you aren't consistent as you as much as you want to be in the habits that you've wanted to implement, like no fat exercise and meditation and everything. So when you first, like the first initial stage is pre-self-improvement. You know how like in the year, so the year is like 2022 and we say that's 2022 AD, which is like, I don't know what AD stands for, but BC, so 20, 2023 years ago, it would have been like one BC. BC means before Christ. This, what I'm talking about now is like the period, like BSI, before self-improvement. And this can be like for most of your life. For a lot of people, this is like for most of their lives. It's the, the phase of your life before you've actually discovered that like self-improvement is a thing, like the concept that you can actually improve yourself, your character, your, your values, everything in your life, your habits, you can improve all of that, that you realize now that it's up to your control to achieve the level of success in all areas. And so most people actually go a considerable amount of their life in this BSI stage. You've probably went, what, 18, 20, 22 years. And in this period, you just kind of, kind of living like a Jeffrey and you might not even be like a total Jeffrey at this point because you might be naturally like somewhat of a healthy guy. So for example, I know some people who don't know about self-improvement, but they're not Jeffreys. So they don't know about self-improvement. They don't watch these videos. They don't understand the concept. They don't meditate or anything, but they don't do many bad habits. So these are like healthy people who are in the stage BSI before self-improvement, but they were just kind of like not fucked up, not into bad habits. They weren't like jacking off four times a day to mess up porn. They weren't eating that much junk food, but of course they eat some of it and stuff. So you can be in this stage and not be a total Jeffrey, but chances are, if you really committed to self-improvement, if you're watching videos like this, you were probably more on the Jeffrey, like the toxic habits side. So in this initial stage, your your biggest problems, you may think like, if, you, if I asked you right now, what would be the, the biggest problem of someone in this stage, what would you say? Because you might say, oh, you know, it's the habits and everything. But the truth is, although the stuff that the person in this stage does is probably going to be bad for him, actually the biggest problem is awareness. Because what he doesn't know is bad for him. Is it bad for him? Does that make sense? It's like when it's normal to play video games, when it's normal to eat junk food and go to fast food restaurants, when it's normal to do these bad habits, it doesn't seem like it's that much of a problem. So this is like the generation amongst us and you probably see this with your friends of guys who don't even realize that like their attention spans are fried does that not make you so fucking sad like when you're in a conversation with one of your boys and he just pulls his phone out halfway through the conversation and of course it hurts you it really affects your self-esteem because you know if he cared about you more then he would listen to you but then you start to emphasize with him and you think like fuck like his the act that he's just done of like interrupting this conversation to quickly check his phone for like a notification or, you know, he wants to go like do something like that shows like a corrupted mental health inside of him. That shows like a corrupted attention span. And that's inc that's incredibly sad, honestly. So these are those people. They don't even realize that they have low attention spans. 
What's interesting is that someone in this stage, if we said by all accounts, their well-being, their happiness, everything is here, the next stage actually goes here. Like you actually get worse as you find self-improvement. So the, we can say that's like stage zero, that's before self-improvement. Then we have like your first exposure to self-improvement. That's when usually like with someone like you, because you're watching this YouTube video, you're on the YouTube platform. It's probably come through YouTube that you first was exposed to the idea and the concept of self-improvement that you can actually improve things. For other people, it might come through books, it might come through like seminars and stuff. But I think for the majority of people, especially for my audience, it's specifically has come that because you just saw like a random video on youtube you went down the tunnel everyone's talking about meditation waking up early and everything and that was your first exposure and at this point it's it's very interesting your awareness has gotten into it and in fact you know i, I said that your well-being goes down I, maybe not just yet right now it's really exciting because you probably see videos that really hype you up and motivate you know those cringy like the videos that you're drawn to at this point are kind of like those cringy like 5am motivational like um eat sleep lift you know those fucking cringe like oh dude do the hard work like, <laughs> i just said dude th those cringe videos and then started saying my fucking catchphrase <laughs> oops <laughs> yeah man um so your first exposure usually feels extremely exciting so your life doesn't actually feel worse that was uh, a mistake that i made your life doesn't feel worse at this point your it feels better and you feel very very excited and for some people especially for guys like me this is where your first this is where you're you'll first suffer from something called the dunning-kruger effect something that you'll probably be interested in very very interesting but it's kind of like a sciencey type of shit the, the easy way to explain the dunning-kruger effect is that you the moment you learn something new for a lot of people who are quite egotistical and i'm one of them I'm, my ego's fucking huge it's like your brain will convince you that you know a lot about it straight away because you've just learned like one or two facts. And so it's kind of like, as soon as you learn a little bit, like you get a little bit competent in something, you feel like you're fucking sick of it. And you're like, you know, you're at the mount of like the confidence and you know, you know everything, you start talking about it and everything, you know better than all your friends about self-improvements. But then straight after that, as you have humility and you continue to learn, then you realize, oh fuck, like there's a lot to learn here. I actually didn't know anything up there. So this is kind of like watching one of my videos and then thinking that you're like, not so much that you're Adonis, but that everyone's Jeffries and like all oh, these Jeffries don't understand what they're doing wrong and like, oh, you know, they're not meditating, but it's like, you barely are too. So you feel like you know what you're talking about and you feel like you're so like special and educated and wise at this point. Oh, you, like for a lot of people, right? But a fair amount of people could also be quite humble and like maybe that's a bit more rare because I don't think that there would be that many young men who perhaps like see one of my videos and then straight away think like, oh yeah, there's more to learn. Like I, I'm new on this. We are quite an egotistical generation, especially we might lack like the external confidence to show it, but inside of us, we all think that we're like very special and unique. In fact, one of the best pieces of advice that I've gave, if I got a fucking bogey in this video, bro. <laughs> oh, <laughs> fuck's sake. Seven minutes in, gonna have to restart the video, bro. <laughs> yeah, man. Um, fuck. So at this stage, you actually feel really good. You don't, you still have like a lack of awareness is your biggest problem. And at this stage, like you've, okay, you've, you're watching the videos, you're learning from them, you feel really hyped and you're like, oh my God, you know, this is the most important thing ever. I've got to tell everyone, I've got to do all this and stuff. And then you get to like stage two, which is the implementation stage, or we can even say like the failure to launch stage. So stage two equals failure to launch. And you might be in this one. And a lot of like 
your friends and you might have been stuck in this stage. I was stuck in this stage for a while. So this is the most painful stage. This is the self-improvement depression stage that I've mentioned previously. This is where you know about self-improvements. You have the awareness, you're watching the videos, you, you might be reading the books, you might have tried the habits and everything, but you can't seem to do the work that you know that you should do. It's that specific phrase that really seems to resonate with a lot of young men. You know what you should do, you just don't seem to do it. You seem incapable to do the things which you know that you can do, which you know that you should, which you know that you must do. This is where your mental health goes way down after discovering self-improvement. This is where you actually start to feel like fucking horrible because you know now, like you're being told the benefits of NoFap. So why can't you stay on NoFap then? You're watching these videos about like day 19, you know, like all these guys celebrating and everything. And you keep getting to like day three, four, five, six, seven, and then relapsing and relapsing and relapsing and relapsing. You meditate once and you feel so good. Okay, this is going to be the new chapter of your life. You miss a day and before you know it, an entire week has passed before you've meditated again. This will be one of the darkest periods of your life because you know what you should do. The results, the rewards that you want are right in front of you. You're literally like punishing yourself by watching videos of people talking about the, the results of self-improvement, of fitness, of mental health, working on a business. You're seeing all these like videos of people celebrating. You know exactly what you should do, you just don't do it. That can be in, in, like incredibly emotionally damaging. And I was in this stage for like <coughs> probably about six months when I used to watch like these YouTube videos by like the big YouTubers. And you know, they would all talk about like trying meditation for 30 days and seeing, you know, like all those fucking cringe videos. They would make those videos and. I would watch them, the Andrew Kirby videos, Ali Abdul, Matt Diavella, Better Idea, like all those YouTube, bro, I was watching all of them and there was no one who could like help me take action. I would see their videos, they're talking about, yeah, I tried meditation for 30 days and like, you know, I know I feel amazing and everything. And here I was sat like a jackass, like, but why can't I meditate for even three minutes? I can meditate for one minute and then I won't meditate again for like three, four days and then I'll eat junk food and I'll jack off and I'll waste time. And this is when the, the COVID lockdown was first happening. All I was doing was smoking weed, playing video games and just fucking wasting my life. Fucking dark times, man. So this stage, like this failure to launch, this self-improvement depression stage, it seems to be very, very individual and very different for different people. So I wish I could give you like a one fits all, but I've talked to a bunch of people who've been in this stage. And what's very interesting, I've also talked to a bunch of people who skipped this stage entirely. So I have a question for you. What could be the one thing that causes someone to be stuck in this stage compared to something that causes someone to avoid this stage altogether. What is that one thing? It's mental health. Every single time, right? So I coached a lot of people. And usually when you say this and it's like, oh, make sure you click on the link in the description and I'll coach you too for, you know, if you pay me, like, bro, there's no links in this fucking description. I don't, do, I don't sell this anymore. So I can like tell you without having to lie, right? 
So I've been very truthful in my videos so I could tell you if like, you know, it wasn't effective or whatever. But like when I would coach people, so we would go on to one-to-one -one, one -one calls. So imagine like you'd hop on a video call with me. You'd literally, you'd break down, you'd start crying. You'd tell me all of your problems. I'd listen to them and I'd give you the best advice that I could. And I'd like, you know, motivate you and inspire you. Then we would message each other on like WhatsApp, you know, like text messages, like literally every single day. And I'd be messaging you like, have you meditated? You know, all this shit. Imagine that level of fucking accountability by me, like the YouTuber you're watching. It was very, very powerful. It was very effective. So I'm not trying to sell it to you or anything because I don't fucking sell it. I literally, it's not like something that I do anymore. So I hope that you can see that I'm not like lying. You know, I would tell you if it was like ineffective or anything. But one thing that I saw, which was so interesting, was that the majority of people that came to me would be stuck in this stage already. And we would try and get them to come out. And the one thing that would help them, it would take two weeks. It was always a two week plan. So I would coach for like, you know, four weeks, like a monthly coaching uh, package and stuff. But it was always two weeks that would drastically improve someone's mental health. That still to this day makes me feel very, very sad. That makes me feel so fucking sad that it would take two, it takes two weeks to improve someone's mental health. It takes two weeks. That like, ah, oh, it takes two weeks. People have lived with like bad mental health for months, for years. I did as well. Chances are you might have. Chances are someone in your family is right now. One of your friends has had like depression or anxiety for fucking years. It takes two weeks to significantly improve it. It was always two weeks. It was always just two weeks. And like, this isn't even me like bigging up. Like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm so great. Like I, I motivated these guys. No, literally, like I, I've said this in previous videos. I didn't help these guys do anything special. I literally just encouraged them to live like normal fucking human beings. That was all that I helped them do. That was it. It was like a daily accountability to get them to meditate, to read, to journal, to exercise. And then to also like go outside into nature and do something childish. That was it. That was all it would take. And we would literally collect data of their mental health. And you can argue, well, the data is not empirical. Shut the fuck up. Like we would take like mental health assessments. So the, the, in the UK, we have our national health service, the NHS, and they have like a mental health, like questionnaire, like, which will give you like a score. And obviously it's not like 100% accurate, but it, it seems to be like fair, fairly accurate. I would get people to take that at the start of our coaching together. And you know, like in, in my YouTube videos, and that I used to say, like the first time we've taken it, it's kind of like the before picture, Do you know, in like a body transformation, there's like a before and after picture. That's the before picture. Two weeks of doing the good habits that I would really encourage them and hold them accountable to would usually reduce their depression and their anxiety scores by 50%. People lived with that for fucking years and most of it went away in, in two weeks. It was after we would focus on those two weeks of mental health, that's when they could actually get onto the level of self-improvement that they wanted to. That was absolutely crucial. Like this, you can see how much time I'm spending on this particular stage. You must understand this. It is mental health that is the bottleneck of your self-improvements. No matter which stage you're at right now, no matter what you think, the external symptom, like you think the external symptom is your problem, don't you? Be honest, you, you've for the last week, for the last couple of days, you've been thinking the external symptom is the problem. You've been thinking that eating the bad food, you've been thinking that watching porn, you've been thinking all that shit is the problem. No, it's not. Those things, those bad habits that you've wanted to avoid, the good habits that you want to implement, they're just symptoms of your mental health. The real underlying factor, the foundation of which all of this is built on is your mental health. So I would get my clients to take these mental health tests and 
for the majority of them, they had like mild to moderate depression and anxiety. And like, maybe I should be like careful and, you know, tell you like, oh, but I'm not a, men you know, I'm not a mental health specialist. I'm not a therapist and shit. Like you should go to a qualified therapist. But the thing is, I'm supposed to say that because it sounds so good and it makes, it kind of gives me less like liability or something. But the truth is like the majority of people will just not go to a therapist they're really expensive and they're like it's it's a like way bigger like emotional block to consider like professional therapy which usually isn't like based on like you know one call or something it's usually based on like you do it up until you're you've improved and you have to process trauma and everything compared to just like doing it yourself the majority of people would at least like to try to be on self-improvement and improve their mental health by themselves then um go like the professional route, but I'm supposed to encourage you to like get, get a therapist. Now I have had therapists as well. I've had two therapists before, but geez, I've got like a fucking eczema or something on my elbow. You see that? It's not so clear, but I've got like a red rash on my elbow. It's like itchy as fuck. But yeah. Um, so I would notice at this stage that, hang on, this is okay. I would notice at this stage that there were certain people who would get stuck inside of this this stage, this mental health, this like self-improvement depression stage. There were certain guys who just couldn't seem to do the work. And there was also very interestingly certain guys who could do the work immediately. So, you know, I would tell them like, okay, be productive, you know, don't do the bad habits, do the good habits. I remember this one particular client, I won't say his name for like secure oh but i've not even spoke to him in a while like we're, we're kind of like friends which is really nice but it's like he it was so fucking beautiful he came for a month of coaching he already had pretty good mental health he just needed like a little bit of like a sense of direction and accountability and after a month like he didn't need any more and like i've seen pictures like we follow each other on instagram and everything and like he lives a good life now some people if you're watching this and like you were here from like the start of my channel you might recognize him and stuff you might know who i'm talking about but it's like he lives a very good life now like he's, he's in university and everything he's living a good life he's got like pictures of him and girls and everything on his instagram he's going to parties and he's just like living like quite like a wholesome life he's got pictures of him and his dog and everything and it was him which really opened up my, my eyes because when we took the mental health test it was like for him it was it was all the way down like I think it was like zero, zero or like one in depression, something like that. Like very, very, very like insignificant. So pretty much like he had good mental health. And then I started noticing that more and more that the people who had better mental health just seemed to make progress in self-improvement significantly, like astronomically easier. And it was at this point when I started like really telling people, okay, mental health is like the priority. Focus on your mental health first and self-improvement will just fall into place. So... If this, if you can relate to this self-improvement depression stage, if you can relate to this idea that you know what you should do, you have the awareness of the, the things that you should do, but you just don't seem to do them. You seem to like, you know, keep procrastinating like heavily. You know, there's, there's like, there's, there's good boy procrastination, which is kind of like, you know, like some smart, sophisticated motherfucker who's saying like, oh yeah, like I procrastinated for like three hours. And then there's fucking like dirty boy procrastination, which is like, yeah, I procrastinated because I jacked off six times that day. So you all know which one you are. And, and now when I say it like that, it's like you know which one is influenced by your mental health. So if you find yourself stuck in this stage or if you have a friend in this stage, the priority, the only thing to talk about is mental health. Only mental health keeps someone in this stage. 
And of course, like what I said before, some people seem to skip it entirely. So then the stage after this is when things start to actually click. So this is when you've actually been a, a little bit more consistent. So you've, you've been frustrated for a little while. You haven't been consistent. You've missed some of the habits and everything. But you know, weeks have went by since you've discovered self-improvements. Weeks, maybe even a month, maybe two months. And there's a special moment where something clicks and you're like, oh, this is kind of like consistency. So for the past couple of months, for the past couple of weeks, you've kind of felt like, okay, you haven't been consistent. You haven't been checking those habits off your habit tracker. You know, you haven't been like on the ball and everything. But enough time passes to the point that you realize like, oh shit, like I've been on self-improvement for months now. And I've done like half the meditation sessions, maybe a quarter of the meditation sessions that I wanted to do. But I started two months ago. And I've been doing like two, three meditation sessions a week. I've been exercising like three, four times a week now. So this is where this stage, we can stay, it's, this is stage three. And this is kind of like enough time has passed now for you to realize what consistency actually is. Because most people actually, this is really good, okay? Most people think that consistency is like hitting all the habits in the week. But it's not. The biggest thing, you don't want to know the biggest factor with consistency. I've not heard anyone else talk about it's long-term. It's the amount of time that has passed first. Consistency is not hitting all your habits in the week. You know, a lot of people use the example like, oh, consistency is not like doing the, the four-hour workout. It's doing a half-an-hour workout all, like every day of the week. And it's not that either, honestly. It's not that. Consistency is all just about how long you've, like, you've kept that goal in mind. So if your goal is to meditate, you can't say you're consistent if you've been meditating for a week, whether or not you've been meditating at the same time every single day, because that's not consistent. That's not enough. What's consistent is that you started meditating and you struggled and, you know, you said you would meditate every single day, seven times a week, but it was more like two or three. And so you would seem that you haven't been consistent up until three months passes and you realize, oh, for the last three months, I've meditated three times a week. That's consistency. So this is the point where you first realize like, oh, fuck, actually, I have made some gains. Like you need to go through a couple of months first for this. And it's a very beautiful experience because this is this might be one of the first times for some people where you actually feel like a sense of like happiness, pride and gratitude for the progress that you've made. And you like it clicks and you're like, oh, yeah, like I have been doing some good bits, man. So at this stage, and maybe previous, I should have mentioned like in a previous stage, maybe just after the self-improvement depression stage, you start like, you notice some positive benefits. You've noticed like, they might be placebo effects. They might be just, you know, the power of your belief and stuff. But you do notice some, some benefits within the first few weeks of being somewhat consistent in self-improvement, especially with the mental health practices, especially with like mental, with um, meditation. I, I'd assume you would as, as well with like, um, exercise and everything but maybe that's not as clear so this is a very nice stage to get to and the motivation to get here if you're not here already it's just the thing okay you found self-improvements it seems incredibly like the right thing to do doesn't it it seems like yep like this is something that yeah i should do for the rest of my life i should exercise for the rest of my life i should meditate i want these rewards for the rest of my life which means that i should do the actions that lead to those rewards for the rest of my life so once you make that commitment to yourself and you kind of realize oh, like i have my entire life for this a lot of stress goes away that is consistency when you realize okay I'm, i have patience i have my entire life to get to the point where I can meditate every single day at the same time, like, you know, with the, with hardcore discipline. And so you start, start to like ease up 
but not in like a bad like Jeffrey way, but more in like a humble way where you realize like, yep, I've been a Jeffrey for like two, three years at a time. So I can't expect myself to be on like the ultimate self-improvement plan right now, but I could expect myself to hit two meditation sessions a week. That's not like out of my capability. You stay in this stage for a little while where it feels a little bit positive and then something happens in your personal life which kind of takes you off this this routine, this ball. So maybe you have like a good couple of weeks and everything, a good week, a good couple of days, whatever it is, and then things start to get a little bit negative. Something happens in your personal life, you, you relapse, you know, like as is life. When that happens, you feel quite negative. So this could happen like a week in, this could happen like two, three, four weeks in, five weeks, this could happen two months in. When you, you have like major relapses and you feel like you haven't made any progress and everything. And with every relapse, every moment that you have that you feel like you failed, it feels like the biggest, most important thing, doesn't it? It feels like, okay, this is the thing to focus on. This is the thing that like, you know, is, is the biggest problem to tackle right now. You know, how do I stop relapsing and everything? And I wish I could just put this mindset into you because it's going to be kind of, I've never explained it to anyone, but if I could make it click for you, you would feel so much better about yourself. You have to understand that these relapses, these moments where you miss the self-improvement habits, but you do the bad habits, you stop doing the good ones. They're part of the journey as consistency is, you know, based on the long term, like we just said before, there undeniably has to be those moments where you just don't do the things that you were supposed to do, even though you had previously just been doing them. Does that make sense? You can't always equal out to like three meditation. You can't always do exactly three meditation sessions a week and then eventually go to four and five. It's more like you'll do three this week, four next week, zero for two weeks. Then you'll start on like two, three, then, then you'll do seven. Then you'll do like 14 meditation sessions in a week. Then you'll do zero the next week. Do you know, it's, it's, it's for a lot of people, it's like this. It's like very, very like up and down turmoil and everything. And again, it's that big picture view where, where you go through this turmoil, you go through all these relapses, you feel like shit, you're watching all these videos, like how to stop relapsing, no fap and everything. And then when enough time press, passes, you realize, oh, like I've relapsed so much, but like I have been consistent, like, I've been struggling, but I have been consistent. You, you think that you haven't been, because th- we focus entirely on the negative. It's just like how the human brain seems to work. And so you feel quite shit about yourself for uh, like, you know, just constantly like, ah, oh. and then there's usually comes to a point, which is a huge headache if you feel this, where like, it almost feels like a full-time job to stay vigilant and not fuck up. So I've personally felt this with no fap and with my diet where it's constantly in my mind and I'm almost like pleading, like I'm almost like fucking bartering to myself saying like, please like, don't mess up, don't mess up, don't fap today, don't don't eat the junk food today. And like without even, you know, saying that and really feeling like I didn't even have control that like I would be saying this to myself, like don't fap today. And knowing that like it would probably happen anyway, that I'd probably find some way to fucking cope and like rationalize it to myself at like 9 p.m. or some shit. I could give you the clickbait answer to this and get like a million views or how to never read you know, all this fucking cringe. This is why I hate nofap videos. I hate nofap videos. I hate nofap YouTubers. I might be one of the first person you've said this, but I hate them because they're so fucking toxic. How to never relapse again. Shut the fuck up, you prick. Day one, th- shut the fuck up. Day 1000, shut the fuck up. What they don't realize is like they're, they're making the mental health of their viewers worse by doing that, making those fucking disgusting ass videos like that. 
because anyone who's actually been through like the suffering of the nofap journey of like the breaking the addictions upon knows exactly what the process is and it is not what these motherfuckers are recommending to you on their youtube videos or never relapse like shut the fuck up you want to know how to like get to the point the golden point of nofap which is like okay you'll never relapse without meaning to you'll never like accidentally fap again start nofap relapse 200 times with the intention to not relapse five years later you'll be at the point where like yep porn isn't a problem and masturbation isn't a problem for you it's that simple but it's not the fucking it's not the the clickbait answer that you've always wanted to hear because you want to never relapse again shut the fuck up bro if you want to like never relapse again after you've been fucking watching porn for like eight years straight you've been masturbating for eight years and you've just recently found no fat this is where your expectations are so fucking skewed it makes me want to like slap some fucking sense into you and also to like the creators and the role models that you look up to because this entire like industry this is where we get this wrong this is where like self-improvement is seen as a joke because you have these like young men who are acting like fucking like like they like they, they tell you the, t the kind of advice with zero authenticity where they'll tell you the, the stories that you want to hear. They'll tell you, like, the fucking, like, advice that you need to hear, which is, like, oh, you know, like, I used to relapse, but I've never relapsed again after doing this. Oh, you know, girls uh, the girls wouldn't message me back, but but now I never get left on red after I implemented these fucking tactics. Like, go fuck yourself. I, f I hate this industry for, for what it's done to young men, especially in terms of with NoFap. I've said this before on, like, on podcasts that I've been invited to. The majority of young men are actually worse on the nofap journey than they were than they were before it like when you really think about it nothing changed like before you first discovered nofap videos you didn't really like nothing changed overnight right but suddenly just because all these guys are telling you it's like the worst thing ever now girls aren't holding eye contact with you and like you're, you're a beta male and everything and then they're saying oh yeah well this is how you not this is how you stop fapping immediately never relapse again and of course it doesn't work because an addiction takes some time to fucking break. This is where like expectations are so, so skewed, man. And this is like another like major down period in like your mental health when you're like really struggling. You, okay, you know what to do and everything. You feel like you're back in that stage again. You feel like you've made no progress. <laughs> then what's interesting is that this stage is coupled with a stage of like okay feeling good understanding learning making some progress and both of these stages you just you just keep alternating in them for months now so for for like over a month over two months three months six months you have periods where you feel like on top of the world okay you're on self-improvement i'm so awesome like okay you know jeffrey's a bad adonis is good meditation is good exercise is good porn is bad you know you're okay there's months where you're, you're on this shit but then there's also days where you just relapse you go back into those bad habits again like oh i fapped again i play video games again i, I eat the junk food again what you'll notice this is like what no one has explained with self-improvement and this is the core value of this video so if hopefully like i don't know time stamp it or something in the comments because some of those spurgs won't like get to this bit this is the best bit of, that, of advice i can give you the process of your self-improvement journey is to simply just minimize not eliminate the periods of relapses when you get into the bad habits so when you first start off it's like all of this is the bad habit. You've pretty much just been doing bad habits for most of your life. You discover self-improvement and you do like a sliver of like a good habit, don't you? And then you go back to the bad habits. So it's like the bad habits are like make up the majority of your life. And then the, the good habits are kind of like intermediate little dots in between 
what we want is the process of making that the opposite with time that this is all like most of it is good habits with little bits little intimate intermittent bits of bad habits relapses in the middle now the longer you're on self-improvement the shorter and less intense those periods of relapses are so when you're first starting off in your first year of self-improvement, and let's say in your first month of self-improvement, those relapse periods might be about 50%. There might be like 80%. So in the entire, the first month of your self-improvement, it might be like 80% relapses with just 20% of like the good things in the middle. But then the, the month after that, it might be 60% of the bad habits, but with 40%. So in after a year, it might be more good habits in the month than there are bad and there might be like a few dotted periods of bad habits. After five years, there might be like almost pretty much none. There, there might, you might have full control over your bad habits, but you can see that there is no point, especially when you've just started self-improvement, that you can just suddenly say, yep, good, good, good habits forever. That's the expectation that you have, which is in entirely fucking toxic. That's the expectation that these YouTubers put onto you, which is like, I started meditating today. Shut the fuck up. All these like, all the videos that pop off, they they rob you of your realistic expectations all of these guides on no no fap and shit bro, bro trust me when i say you, you want to know why i've never recommended all the same no fap resources that like everyone talks about because they're fucking trash because they don't work as effectively as people make them out to believe because what the number one thing that you need to know is like you need to have like a positive mental attitude you need to have good mental health and all of these like modern advice all this shit like that, that pops off all these videos that pop off on youtube they're so toxic because they skew your expectations of what is actually realistic they make you believe that the moment you find no fab you'll relapse three times and yep you, you've got the power you have the discipline you, you you can do the entire month of like good habits with no relapses it's just up to you but it's not because it's an addiction you need to see it as like, there is a part of it, the responsibility which is on your part is the decision to embark on this journey and to try your best. But you need to understand that it's absolutely realistic and it's kind of like not even that much up to your control that there has to be periods of those dark days through your journey. There has to be periods of those relapses. These online motherfuckers, like this is where like the toxic positivity comes from because these guys will make you believe that it's like realistic to just be like positive and feel good all the time, bro. I don't feel good all the time. I'm, I'm the happiest person that I've, I've ever met in my life. I'm the happiest guy. I'm the most like present person that I know. I don't feel good all the time, bro. I don't have all these like fucking good, just, just good days. Never relapse. Oh, bro. If you see a creator who's ever uploaded a video, like never relapse again, bro. Fucking slap them in the face. <laughs> These, understand that process understand that if you see the month like this block and you're first starting off it's like most of these days will be like bad habits because that's your habits that's what you're used to that's what your normal life is like the mission is not to just suddenly make them okay all good habits or i'm a failure that sounds kind of stupid doesn't it the mission is that if most of these are bad habits the mission is, well, okay, for this month, let's make 80% of the bad habits and maybe 20% good. Let's have five good days this month. Now you're getting realistic. If you're down bad, your goal is to have five good days this month. Your goal, you know, if you've just started no fab, your goal is to not, not fab five days this month. 
this is not the sexy answer, is it? Everyone wants to hear. Like, never relapse again. Everyone wants to hear. Like, day 1000 on NoFap. Shut the fuck up. That's not the sexy answer. But, like, ask yourself right now. Imagine, like, just you're, you're probably not in this stage right now. But if you just visualize, okay, being back at the start of your self-improvement stage, you've just discovered NoFap. Imagine someone told you to set that goal, okay? Just don't fap five days this month. The next month, just don't fap ten days of that month. On the other days, you do whatever the fuck you want. You you jack off as much as you want. No restrictions, no nothing. Just five days this month. Mark it out on your calendar. You're not going to fap. You would instantly like get like a, almost like a relief. You'd be like, I can do that. And it, it, it's almost like more of a fun, humble way because you're like, yep. Like that's very realistic. You can make that progress. It's like everyone's fucking goal setting process is so skewed i've made the the joke of like the 42 year old karen like some fat woman woman who goes to like you know like a boot camp in the gym or something and she really wants to lose weight and her idea and what her trainer puts her on it's like you know those grueling grueling hard workouts in the hardcore diet every single day like five days you know all this fucking bullshit like very very hard training and then she quits but you've got to think that for that woman progress would have been her going to the gym four days that month can you go to the gym one day a week? Yes, 100%. Well, how about next month you go to the gym two days a week? The month after that, you go to the gym three days a week. After three months, you've already got to a point which is like very healthy. Five months and you've got pretty much to like the peak of fucking fitness. You're, okay? You're going to the gym consistently five days a week. After five months of being on like that goal setting process for this woman, she's at the ultimate point that she could ever be in life five workouts a week like you know you could go up to seven if you wanted okay that takes seven months for that no fap guy i said okay start off with like setting the goal of like um not fapping for five days then increase it to 10 days after like bro after four months you're not fapping for 20 days after six months you're not fapping at all in the month that's that is the way like that is the realistic expectation that you've been missing all this time that all these other youtubers never talk about because it'll get them less views because if they say, oh yeah, here's how to stop fapping six months from now, like they'll take a hit to their fucking ego when they look at their YouTube analytics and like the, the views have went down. So the rest of the, the stages that we can talk about is literally just the split between like your month. Like now you've been on self-improvement for long enough that you don't look at it like, you know, oh, am I going to do the right things today or not? It's more like you look at it from like the scope of like the scale of like a month. And it's like, oh, like, you know, I, I haven't meditated that consistently this month. I've missed like a bunch of days or, oh, my um my exercise and my sleeping routine has been really good this month. You would start looking at it in like monthly scales. And that's, bro, that's pretty much it. Once you get to this point where you're looking at it in like a monthly thing and you've been on self-improvement, you've been like, you know, you've you've seen the process, you've been on self-improvement for months or even a year or so, you kind of like, you're in the right spot. You just have to have that thing in mind where like, of course you're going to mess up. Of course it's not going to be like entirely perfect. You have your entire life to get to the absolute perfect routine. You have your entire life to get to that that consistent month where you check off literally every single one of your habits. You weren't ever going to stop self-improvement, were you? You're going to continue self-improvement until the month you die. So it doesn't have to be absolutely perfect right now. And not having that expectation for it to be perfect, no relapses, will mean that you actually make more progress. I really want to see more creators. If they are watching this, I know like a bunch of like self-improving creators watch me and everything. I want to see them like really talk about more of like this realistic stuff because this is like, this is authentic and raw as fuck. 
because it's so like it's so easy for a creator just to talk about like oh you know like oh i'm so amazing like oh here here i am like day 30 day day 100 of nofap look at me guys or you see all those youtubers like kind of like oh man i have a lot of like dislike to the creators in this space simply just because none of them helped me that's it's as simple as that like when i i said you know i was in that self-improvement depression stage none of them was able to like convince me to like take action and you know they was all making like these like very like beautifully made videos me and my team just talked about this today as well why are like pretty much all the big self-improvement youtubers just like plateaued if you just if you look at their subscribers obviously like all the big channels and everything they've all got more subscribers than i do on the main channel but when we're mocking them on old analytics like if you actually look at the data it's like their their numbers like quite frankly they're not growing at all they plateaued like literally a year ago two years ago it's because they don't actually give good advice they care more about making beautiful videos with like b-roll like oh look here's a here's a b-roll scene of me walking through the doorway the video doesn't give good advice it's not like relatable to the majority of young men who are watching the video they don't like care about you actually transforming your life they don't talk about like the real issues that like young people are going through it's just like beautifully made videos because they're all into like photography and like cinema cinema cinematography or so you know some bullshit like that like bro shut the fuck up tell me about the time you fucked your bed sheets bro tell me about the time that you jacked off six times in the day and then tell me how to stop doing that and the nofap youtubers like, oh, I've, I've criticized them so much i fucking hate them bro that there's no nofap youtuber that i've watched right now who i actually think is like worth your time to watch personally i wish like you know i, I want to big up like some people are this this good youtubers and i was gonna make like this new um this kind of series on this channel where I do like appreciation videos where I go through some people who have actually helped me. So you might like that. So I'll go through like YouTubers who I've actually thought like are impressive as fuck. They have helped me a significant amount. So I'm essentially going to give them not like a shout out, but I'm going to like retell the best advice that I've gotten from them on this and then obviously like tag them and link them and stuff and maybe they'll get like a few thousand subscribers that way as well. Because there, there's some good creators out there, which I want to do like a full video on. But when I was first starting off, man, the reason why I truly, like, I started my own channel is just because I saw, like, a need for it in the market. I saw what all these, like, clean shirt motherfuckers were doing at the top, and I was just like, their advice is not good at all. I can dominate all of them. I can mog all of them. And, yeah, I sound, I sound like a dick when I say this shit, because you're not allowed to be competitive in this day. You're supposed to be all, like, friendly and stuff, but it's like, I'm a competitive person, man. I saw, like, literally the specific people, you probably know who I'm talking about. I saw them at the top. I saw them with hundreds of thousands and millions of followers. And I just thought, bro, I can do that better. Their advice isn't that good. They're not talking, like, specifics. They're not telling me, like, vulnerable things. I'll start my YouTube channel. I will speak with zero fucking filter. I will tell you every single detail of my life because that's what it takes to actually, like, encourage someone who's watching this video. That's what it takes for you to, like, relate to me and actually then, like, you know, get the real value instead of me just sugarcoating it with, like, some pretty B-roll of me opening up a MacBook in a cafe. <laughs> I don't relate to those people at all, bro. I'm not going to lie. But yeah, I hope this video helped you. This is long as fuck. I'm in day three in Santorini. Uh, quick mug. Uh, give me a kiss, bro. Mwah.